is time. We are back. Fellas, congratulations to all of us. It is episode 10. We hit double digits. Whoop, whoop, go us. And if you've been following us since the beginning, you know where to find us. But in case you don't, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at Corner Lockdown. Or you can find us each individually. Individually, Who is each of these people, you might ask? Well, I am Alex Brawl. Along with me, as always, Dustin, Alec. Lots of Packer news to get into, so why wait any longer? Let's go. News and notes from the league. All right, let's start here, because there's a lot of Aaron Rodgers stuff. But let's start with transactional news they pulled a tackle from tennessee signed today someone help me with his name i'm not super prepared for this episode dennis somebody let me let me look it up i didn't even hear this news this is the first i'm hearing it honestly this well, happens today breaking news alarm sounder play <laughs> like that yeah i'm oh, just gonna God. cut that i'm gonna use it for any breaking news we have but the Packers <laughs> signed a tackle, but while Dustin looks up his name because nobody knows Dennis, Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly, thank you, from Tennessee. Familiar with Matt LaFleur, basically Rick Wagner 2.0. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but might as well throw it out there because it is news. Big news, our old buddy, Randall Cobb, is officially back in town. If you listen to episode nine, you know where I stand. Fellas, why is this a good thing? Well. First, just a brief touch on that offensive tackle who I've already forgotten his name. I do remember Dennis Kelly. I remember reading uh, on Twitter that he was one of like a select group of offensive tackles that over the past season or two uh, started a thousand snaps. And in those thousand snaps uh, only allowed three sacks. Um, So while he may not be a household name and maybe not even a starter on our line once Bakhtiari gets back, um, I think that it's a great move to add some depth to the O-line because, as we saw last season, you can never have too much O-line depth. Um, Just ask the Chiefs. What was that? Just ask the Chiefs. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Ask the Chiefs. Um, But anyway – um, the Randall Cobb trade, I think that it's an important one. Um, we gave up almost nothing. I mean, look, Randall Cobb is worth a sixth round pick. He's worth a sixth round pick for sure. Um, and even if it's not for his playing ability, for his ability to be a leader in the locker room and help Amari Rogers, who he was already a mentor to, um, all throughout his college career as his dad was one of Amari Rogers' wide receiver coaches. Um, so, I mean, I think that it's a steal of a, of a pick. I think that it really secures up our uh, wide receiver room. And I think that this allows us the freedom to cut ties with one or two receivers if we feel like it's a good move for us. Um, maybe get rid of uh, Equinemia St. Brown because I really uh, – I think that the boat is, has sailed on EQ. Um, but anyway, um, let's keep it moving with Dustin. What do you think about the Randall? Uh, I'll start with that offensive tackle first in Dennis Kelly. I think, like you said, it's a good pickup, good depth and addition, especially with Bakhtiari being out for how no, who knows how long beginning of the season. So I think it's a good depth move. And then to, to Cobb. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think giving up a sixth round and we're only paying half a salary is a total steal. 
we're saving on salary cap, give away six rounder. I mean, you'd normally get nothing out of six rounders. So it's a good pickup. And I think, like you said, it's going to be really good for our locker room, really good for morale and especially helping the younger receivers in our core help build on what they're already established. So I think it's a good pickup. So the Randall Cobb thing, I'm going to back down a little bit because if you heard episode nine, I was pretty, I guess for lack of a better term, flippant about the whole thing. I don't believe Cobb's got anything left in the tank. I'm looking at his stats. So since he left Green Bay, and even his last season in Green Bay, I'm going to throw out there. So his last season in Green Bay, only played nine games, started six of them. Next year, Dallas, active for 15 games, only played, started in six of them. Houston, active for 10 games, available and started two of them. It's not like this is a game-changing move. If And I get it. This is Rodgers' guy. This is all about Aaron Rodgers. And for the record, since we're there, sidebar may I approach. You may. Okay. Thank you for not backing me up there. <laughs> uh, no, we don't want to hear you. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's a new bit I'm trying. I probably should have warned you. Anywho, sidebar may I approach. You may. Thank you. <laughs> Luke had said today in his press conference that this move was basically to make Aaron Rodgers happy. He didn't even seem excited to have brought him back, which for a number of reasons, I think that was the wrong answer. Not that there's a lot of wrong answers in press conferences, but here's a guy, he's so happy. He wants to be here, which doesn't seem like a common thing these days. This dude wants to be here. And he's like, yeah, whatever, we did it for Aaron. If, if Aaron wasn't involved, we wouldn't have pursued it. Thanks. <laughs> like, I'm sure Cobb feels great about that, considering he just came from a dump organization in Houston. So I now, just – as a play- I, Go ahead. Sorry. May I approach? <laughs> you may. Okay. Um, now, while I may agree with you, I am going to play the devil's advocate here. Is there a chance that maybe Brian Gutenkust – was uh, do with, had that answer at the press conference to appease Aaron Rodgers to say, yes, this decision was a good decision. Aaron was the reason why we made this decision, giving the credit to Aaron then instead of saying, yeah, we got him for a steal. He's going to be a great veteran guy in the locker room. Instead, passing it to Aaron saying, we wouldn't have done this without Aaron. I do. Yes. That's the only way you can spin it, though, which is why I'm confused as to why I say it at all. Because otherwise it just seems like, oh, God, we traded for this guy. We don't really want him. He's kind of over the hill, but whatever. It's Aaron's guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't see the point in saying it. And I didn't actually – I'm reading the quote. So maybe the tone is way different, and it's a totally different perspective. But it sure as hell seemed like we're just doing this to appease 12. Otherwise, yeah, we weren't super interested. But speaking of that gentleman and his wants and desires – If you haven't heard by now, where have you been? Uh, 12 is back. Back in town, training camp underway. Yesterday gave one of the most honest press conferences you will ever see anywhere in the history of anything. He basically came out and said he did not like how veterans – I mean, he had a lot of grievances. But the one thing that I found most interesting was he came out and said he didn't like how veterans were treated on their way out the door. Sure, he had a list of 15 names. It wasn't like he came unprepared. 
Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Charles Woodson, and now whatever you, Jordy Nelson, whatever you think of these players when they cut them, it's besides the point. These are legends. Even Julius Peppers, who was here for two, three years max, was a huge impact for this team. And they just let them walk. So that was really kind of eye-opening. I guess we'll just be general about this. Uh, Dustin, let's start with you. I mean, what was your biggest takeaway from that giant press conference? I, I think you kind of nailed it right there. I'll add on to that, obviously. But I think it's interesting to see why, or to, it would be interesting to know why we let guys walk like that. You know, they could they could say the money, but then he said in the press conference they were willing to take pay cuts. Well, you think a guy like Charles Woodson, Julius Peppers, would be critical for the future success of our teams, either just mentoring, leading, or even, I mean, just being a part of the team because they were still good players at the time. And so it makes you question – you know, where, where was the conversations that happened? Like what happened and why did it happen? Most importantly, because I mean, I would have loved to resign, resign Charles Woodson his last year. I mean, I don't know any Packer player or fan who wouldn't have wanted him back. You know, I just, I don't, I don't get the decision-making. I just, I don't get it. Like, and I agree with when I watched the press conference, I agree with a lot of Roger said I did, you know, there was very small points where I didn't, just didn't agree, but I think he was the most transparent conference yeah. I've ever seen. So, Alec, what do you think? Yeah, and I mean, as far as, you know, the Packers as an organization, I feel like it's hypocritical for them to be known as the only team in the league that's owned by the people. It's run for the people. Green Bay has such a great connection with the Packers. Green Bay as a city, I'm talking, has a great connection with the Packers. The people in northeastern Wisconsin absolutely live and breathe for the Packers more than I would say most organizations. So can I get an amen? Matter, what's that? Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. Now <laughs> factoring that in for them to be one of the worst organizations, as far as respecting their veteran players, I feel like that's a very toxic counterbalance to have. I feel like it's almost fraudulent. You know, for them to be giving us this sense of family. The Packers are a family. We're, we're tied to the community. We love our fans. We love the people that make the thing go. And then turn around and disrespect all of your veteran players who've given their hearts and souls to the organization. I mean, it, I don't know. I'm just really glad that Aaron Rodgers stood up and let it be known that this wasn't about him. This wasn't about the money. This wasn't about anything other than I want to spring a change. I want to inspire a change within this organization so that players feel like they're respected. And I love that. I love that. I think one of the interesting things, too, and just to clarify, it does sound like Gutekunz was on board with this. Obviously, if he wouldn't have made the trade if he wasn't. Um, so that one little line that I read probably was out of context. As I said it, he said, and I quote, at the end of the day, there are positives and negatives to everything. Having Randall Cobb in our building is a positive. No doubt about that. Not only as a player, but a person to our locker room. He's a positive specifically for our quarterback, which is a very important piece of what we're trying to accomplish in 2021. So it doesn't sound like he's just like, well, we would whatever it's, this was an Aaron thing, which it obviously is an Aaron thing, but sounds like he's on board. So not quite as high and dry about all that. 
Uh, I think one thing I took away listening to the Rogers press conferences, and I want you guys' takes on this, he sounded like a fan. Like his reaction and the way he was talking, it sounded like he was all of us when all these guys got cut, except for, you know, a handful of them. We were kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, I see that. I get it. But this this directly impacts his job, which he came out and said, I want to have more say in the people around me and the people I work with because it affects my job. All three of us sitting on this Zoom call can totally understand that. And obviously he's earned it. Three-time MVP, Super Bowl champion. I think that's pretty well-deserved. So, but it was interesting listening to him talk like a fan. To me, I was anti-Rodgers. I was ready for the Jordan Love thing. I was just anticipating a breakup. Now, yeah, you know what? I'm, I rock with you, Aaron. Not that I ever didn't, but I get it. I really do get it. Yeah, at the end of the day, we put we put these players on such a pedestal. We put them above our everyday working man struggles. But that's realistically what this was. It was an everyday working man struggle. He felt like the boss was disrespecting the employees. And I don't know. I love that he's being as real with us as he is. People are upset that he was, you know, hiding information in air quotes. That's not what he was doing. I mean, he was realistically just trying to be professional about the entire thing and keep everything behind closed doors. Because at the end of the day, what happens in a workplace isn't anybody's business who isn't in that workplace. But now to be able to inform us and say, hey, this is what really happened. I I love the move. So, Dustin, talk about the transparency that you saw there are the lack thereof between this specific front office and these players, because under Ted Thompson, I guess you never had to worry about making moves outside of Charles Woodson. There was never moves to be made. So it just seems like this is very, and I know this is a football show, but MLB trade day deadline is tomorrow. We're recording this on July 29th. And there, I listened to an interview with Anthony Rizzo, the Chicago Cubs, and he was talking about, yeah, I might get traded tomorrow and they're just going to call me and that's going to be that. And he's very important. He's the face of that team. So, and that's Anthony Rizzo in baseball where no one cares except for me. Like now we're talking America's sport. I I can't imagine that there wasn't some communication, but maybe there wasn't. Dustin, what do you think? I, you know, from listening to that press conference and hearing kind of what he said, and especially I'll, the other players acted honestly to leaving the team. I, I don't think there's hardly any, I mean, that's just what it sounds like. It sounds like there's hardly any is like, yeah. And what Rogers in the conference too was interesting is that not a lot of those guys didn't even get an offer. Like they didn't even like tease the idea of signing them back on. They just said, yep. See you later. You're gone. You know, that's, that's shocking. That's really shocking to hear. And even, you know, we can talk about Jordan love getting drafted and obviously, you know, Rogers talked about that a little bit in the conference too. I'm kind of getting off my topic, but he talked about that even like in our like personal day, he's like, it's like an em- your employer, if they hire a person to take your position and train with you while they're, he- they're just hiring him to take your spot. I mean, like how would you feel if someone just hired to take your spot? I mean, if not, you wouldn't take it kindly. And, you know, it made a lot of sense to while, you know, we think, Oh, you could pay millions of dollars to do this. Well, that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be the best at this. So it's just kind of demoralizing 
to not be told what's going to happen and just let it happen. And they just kind of say, you know, F you, give them the finger and see you later. I think, you know, I think that's another way of showing how much transparency there is because there's really none. I just don't think they let, let them know there's just no talking. Yeah. I mean, I, you can't really say it any better than that. Um, also, just for you basketball fans, we do have a little bit of breaking news that I'm just going to throw in here. Breaking news sounder, please. For breaking news, we go to Alex Brawl, the live in the field. Uh, for those that care about basketball, the Lakers apparently are trading for Buddy Heald for Kyle Kuzma and Montrezl Harrell. So that's just an interesting thing. That's breaking news. And we never have breaking news. So, sure, we're going to throw it out there. Buddy so, Heald? Buddy Heald to the Lakers. So, interesting side note. I Good for them. I hate the Lakers. I always have, always will. So, whatever. So, back to football. So, before we get to this week's takeoff, do you guys have anything else from the Rogers press conference that you found super interesting outside of what we've already talked about? Is there something we didn't touch on? Cause there was a lot, that was a 20 minute clip of him going scorched earth on everybody. No, I don't got anything. I mean, I think that whatever, whatever he said in the interview, I mean, he kind of hit it on point. I mean, there's not really much you need to say. You just need to watch the press conference. I think he, he let it all out. And I, I give a lot of props to him. I mean, that's, that takes a lot of guts to really just kind of go off in your whole front office and call him a bunch of, you know, a-holes pretty much and just move on. And hopefully I, I mean, I just hope, I hope so much that something changes. Cause I mean, that's, I mean, I know how it feels gets mistreated as an employee and it sucks. It's just, it's not okay. You know, you need to have some sort of talkings with it, but that's all I got. What about you, Alec? Yeah. I mean, I am just happy to see Rogers break the narrative of him being this self-centered, egotistical dude and really just kind of level with us. So um, I, I saw him break that narrative last year on, you know, all of his Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays out on the Pat McAfee show, which, you know, um, one of my personal favorites for anybody who uh, is looking for another show uh, to get some comedy and sports in. That one's a great one if you haven't already seen it. But that's number two. Lockdown Corner is number one. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, you can't get this kind of quality production with these oh. great personalities and amazing sports takes. I mean, come on. It, we got we got breaking news every other every other minute on here and all of all of our predictions. Are you kidding me? But anyway. Um, it's just, it's really great to, to see Rogers as not what the media paints him to be. Yeah. And I, we won't spend much more time on this, but good, good for him. I respect someone that can come out in front, not only just his teammates or his family, he came out and was like, here's the deal. And every report that came out along the way turned out, it was balls accurate. Like it was, oh, he was unhappy in February. He said that yesterday. Oh, he wanted this. Well, that happened, you know, right before the draft. Oh, this happened. I mean, every step along the way, all that reporting was super accurate. So credit to those guys, even though Schefter kind of shit the bed, we can say. He just kind of guessed. But his guess turned out to be right because Rogers laid it out there. Basically, to the fans, it was almost like a weird love letter to the people of Packer Nation, just, hey, guys, here's the deal. I'm trying to help this organization win. 
every time I've given input, they don't want it. I also believe he hasn't always given his input. I would find that hard to believe too. Just the, some of his wording. I do believe he gave some input. I just don't believe it's on everything like he's make, painting it out to be. But I mean, credit to him. He was like, yep, this is where all my frustrations are. We're moving forward. And now we have a timeline. We know it's at least one last ride. Maybe, maybe next year. I would doubt it kind of at this point. But who knows? At least for Packer fans everywhere. Now Devontae Adams is back at, at back at the table. Like, okay, let's talk. There's a plan now. And I think that was the most frustrating part through the entire summer was there was no plan. Now you could see a plan at least for this year. So it's time. America's favorite segment, the brand new sensation that's sweeping the nation. We go to this week's takeoff. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Are you ready for a showdown? He had the craziest look in his eyes. And at one point, he said, let's get it off. More than anything else, because this guy is a has-been. First on that, 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 that is blasphemous. Because it's time for the takeoff. Are you joking me? We're going to be spicy, no? All right. Let's start with our defense. Actually, who was our last champion? It's been a while since we've done a takeoff. Dustin was our defending champion. Therefore, you, sir. Title, title defender, I will say, you go first. I would just like to say that I think I go first every week. I think since we started this, I've gone first every time. And well, I have not week. Well, fine, then Alec can go first. Yeah. Uh, yeah I just want to say that we shouldn't be rewarding Dustin for being a big baby and that uh, <laughs> the only way for growth is to go through the hard stuff. So um, just know that you just turned down an opportunity to grow, Dustin. Pretty small, pretty yep. small thing. What can um, I say? I'm a child at heart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so um, my take for this week's takeoff is that the New York Jets are going to kind of botch the development of uh, their, their newly drafted QB and that they are going to end up trading for an NFL journeyman uh, midway through the season. Uh, my guess would be a Ryan Fitzpatrick and he's going to come in. Huh? Again? Yeah. And he's going to come in and he's going to save the Jets season. He's oh. going to win – He's going to win six out of their last eight games. And I think that they're going to sneak into the playoffs and then lose in the first round with Fitzpatrick behind quarterback or behind center. Get out of here. Dustin, your analysis. I, I liked it all the way through the beginning. I thought I'm like, yep, this is the Jets thing right here. Then you got me. Then you said Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then I heard playoffs and then I got lost interest right there. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's, it's, this is wild. This is, I mean, this, you can only get this at the lockdown corner, guys. This is wild. Prime I'll, content. Yeah, prime. This is prime. I'll, I'm going to give it a four. I mean, no, I'm, excuse me, five, because that's literally insane. The Jets making the playoffs. So thanks to you. That's crazy, but I'm going to leave that in the closet and never bring it out. So I was with you just because Jets going to jet. They botched the development of this kid from BYU that everyone had questions about. Yep. I'm with you. Great. Then you said they're going to bail on. 
I don't think they can bail on the number two pick, you know, after four games. So for that reason, it, well, and the Fitzpatrick stuff is just madness. So that's just, that's reckless, reckless speculation. So it's insane. So I have to give it a five, but leave it all day. Just, I, no, 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 no. Wrong, so wrong, wrong, sad. Yes. Do you guys forget about how Fitzpatrick was playing before they just threw him in the garbage for Tua? I mean, come on, guys. You guys don't got any love for my boy Fitz Magic. I have no uh, issue with Fitz Magic. My the problem I have with Washington trading, if they're as good as everyone says they're gonna be, then they're gonna need him because Taylor Heine isn't ready to play. And I know his name is Heineke. Yeah. I call him Heine because it's a fun word for ass. But Taylor Heine isn't uh-huh. going to take him where they want to go. At least Fitzpatrick is an upgrade over that. Absolutely not. Taylor Heineke is going to be the face of that franchise. Mark my words. Get words. out of here. That's a serious I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not that opposed. That cannot be a serious take. That's a serious take. I'm not opposed. I'd be with him on that one. Wait, did you say you oppose? I no. don't oppose. No. You guys. Dude, Taylor what? Heineke is legit. Am I in the multiverse? Did, did you watch him in that playoff game? That dude was electric. Like, if he can put it all together, he can be electric. Huh? Electric. Okay. Yeah. He almost is he a almost bit strong. Super Bowl champions of this year. He, he got so close, and that was his first start. All so right. Heineke leads him through a successful first half of the season while Zach Wilson shits the bed. And then in desperation, the Jets trade and get Fitzmagic. But I don't see what you guys aren't agreeing with here. Hey, I agreed with you. I didn't disagree. You're, you got to look at oh, that. Oh, so guy. he took the take. Hey, it's awesome. me. But for how electric Taylor Heineke was, can I just read you what you guys perceived as electric in this playoff game against the Buccaneers? This was his stat line, 26 of 44, 59% completion percentage, below where you should be, 306 yards. Well, yeah, if you throw the ball 44 times, you should throw for over 300 yards, and he barely got over that. Only one touchdown, one interception. He was sacked twice. I just, oh, guys, it's Taylor Heineke. It was a defensive game. It was oh. his first NFL appearance, and he was playing against the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers in Tampa. Come on, man. Primetime television. My argument would be that Tampa played that shitty to make Heineke look better than he actually is. Come on, fellas. He's Don't disrespect the Super He's Bowl Matt champ. Flynn. Hey, Matt Flynn had a good game. And then Russell Wilson <laughs> came to town, and he was gone, never to be heard from again. This is my point. Heineke oh. is Russell Wilson. Oh, get on this scenario. I can't entertain this anymore. Dustin, what's your take? I actually, what did you even give Alec as a score? I missed it. I was so are, are we, so are we taking are we taking the Jets? Or are we taking the Washington take for you, Alec? I'm confused now. I'm gonna double down on the Jets. I don't care. I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> well, the Jets thing, I don't care. Whatever. The Jets are the Jets. I gave you a three for that total after I leave it and all that shit. This is complete madness. All right, five and leave it for the Jets. Okay, so you also gave a three. All right. So there you go. Dustin, what's your take while I try and compose myself? 
<laughs> All right. I don't know if mine's much better, but I personally think that the Carolina Panthers will be wild card contenders for this next season. Behind the new arm of quarterback Sam Darnold for the Panthers and Christian McCaffrey comes back very hungry. I don't hate that. I, I don't know what Darnold is, but they were good with, or I shouldn't say good. They were fine with Teddy Bridgewater. Is Darnold an upgrade over Bridgewater? Maybe, potentially. It's not a guarantee. But, you know, sure. I'm cool with that. I'll give you um, I'll give you a four and take it. Because they'll probably they'll end up getting a wild card if they do make the playoffs. I don't think they're taking overtaking Tampa Bay. No, I don't I don't think that I was looking at that. I didn't think they could take the division, but I think wild card is realistic. I think they'll be better than the Falcons, they'll be better than the Saints. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a four. So I I don't hate that take either. I'll give it a three and I'll actually take it as well. I think that uh, Sammy Darnold and Robbie Anderson are going to reunite and really have some fireworks because that's just the kind of guys that they am. Those are Jets, homegrown, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Um, and I know how much success that organization can have under the right personnel, i.e. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, but anyway, I think Riverboat Ron can steer the ship towards uh, the wild cards slot so i'll take it and i'll give it a three i'm just gonna blow by all of that jet i don't even know are you mad at the jets or are you mad at heineke i'm so lost in what your take actually was i'm just I'm not mad at anybody I'm he was taking oh my god okay uh <laughs> i'm going in a total other direction this is probably vanilla and i'm okay with it after today's madness this shows off the rails uh <laughs> But my hot, hot take is now that Rodgers is back. Yes, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. Now that he's back, he's still kind of angry. And we saw how he played angry last year. I am predicting Aaron Rodgers will win his fourth MVP back-to-back years. Gentlemen? Um, now, I think that he's going to play lights out. I think that... The Packers are going to make a run at another Super Bowl. And if I'm being honest with you, I think that they may win the Super Bowl this year just because Rodgers plays best when he's in the face of adversity. When you look back at all of our years, what year did we battle the most adversity? 2010. We barely made it into the playoffs, got the sixth seed, battled through 13 injuries, had our uh, captain on defense go down in the Super Bowl, and we still won. Rodgers loves adversity. He loves a challenge. He loves it when he's backed into a corner. And I think that he may make a run at the Super Bowl. However, the NFL MVP very rarely wins a Super Bowl, um, if you're looking back. Uh, so I will give that take. I'll give it a. I'll give it a four just because I think it's pretty hot to be like, oh, yeah, he's going to win two in a row. But I leave it because I don't think it's actually going to happen. Ooh, it knocks me down to a two. Dustin, very quickly, because we do have some breaking news and we're almost out of time. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I, I, I disagree with Alec on that one. I think it's it's interesting. Obviously, like he said, Rogers has played very well through adversity, and I think he's going to come out trying to prove to everyone that he can still play and, and he's got a couple of years left in him. I think that's kind of the whole point. He's trying to get behind a lot of this too, but yeah, I'll give you, 
I'll give you a three and I'll take it. All right. So as I quick do math, so you said a three and leave it? Three and take it, I said. And so that gives me a five. So that gives me a two five, which is not great. Uh, so this week's champion is Dustin. After all of that Alec madness, Dustin is our defense. He defended his title. He's the champ this week. Dustin, congratulations. Takeoff champion. But we got to get to this real quick before we got to get out of here, fellas. Adam Schefter just tweeted out, Aaron Rodgers' reworked deal is now signed. Penn has hit paper. And he also tweets, here are the quote-unquote on-paper concessions in the new contract. 2023, that year is voided. So now he is only under contract for this year and next year. And it looks like he also tweeted, forfeiture provisions were removed from the contract, preventing the Packers from pursuing prorated portions of Rogers' signing bonus. So they can no longer touch his signing bonus. I'm sure there will be more details to come, but that is breaking news. Right, We never get to break Packer news, so this is fun because there also is breaking news. Um, there was a trade in the NBA. Again, another trade. Uh, Landry Shamet is going to the Suns in exchange for Javon Carter and a pick. So, but whatever. But the big news is Aaron Rodgers. We have four minutes left, fellas. Dustin, our take champion for the second time in a row. Anything to take from the Shafter news? Um, oh, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I'm surprised that he kept even this year and next year on his contract. I thought he just wanted the one year. So, I mean, that's, that's good news that he's at least looking forward to another year or even considering it. So that is very good news. And I mean, with the other stuff, we kind of, we kind of figured that wasn't happening. He didn't, he kind of just wanted whatever money was going to be there to be there. And that's, then I'm going to take from that. I just want to see, you know, kind of what other kind of incentives work into that or what other clauses he's going to have. Alec? Alec? Um, I'm happy that Rogers is still with us. Um, I'm not, not sure. Dead. Huh? He's not I'm dead. Not, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> done. Please let me finish my speaking. Um, I'm glad that he is still alive and well. And I am wondering what kind of impact us not being able to touch his signing bonus will have. Will that make the Packers maneuvering cap space next year more difficult? I don't know, but I guess we'll find out next time on the Lockdown Corner. Guys, what's the random Packer of the week? It's time to get wacky. It's time for Random Packer of the Week. Yeah, look, you go first then. As always, Dustin always goes first. That's the rule around here. Why do I have to? Okay, you know what? Fine. <laughs> I'll go first. My so vanilla take is AJ Hawk. Wow. My, That's not random at all. I know. <laughs> my, random, my random packer of the week is somebody whose uh, who's body size and demeanor reminds me of Dustin, and that would be Gilbert Brown. <laughs> Didn't you use that one already? I feel like no, we heard we about Gilbert yeah, Brown two we weeks ago. 100 percent we did. When was... was it when I was pulled over by the cops? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But fine, you know what? We'll give it to you. We're running out of time. If you want, throw one in at the end because we have more breaking news, <laughs> more basketball news. 
apparently the Lakers are in talks with the Wizards for Russell Westbrook. So now the Buddy Heel thing might not happen. I don't know. It just says Lakers and Wizards are discussing a trade that would send Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope to Washington for Westbrook. Maybe you should just put breaking possible news. Well, there's so much breaking news. We never get to break it. I'm going to have to make some breaking news imaging. But anyway, my random Packer of the week, Niall Diggs, former outside or no, I think I used Niall Diggs, didn't I? Maybe not. That's not the guy I was thinking of. There was a linebacker. His name was Paris something. What was his name? Nick Perry? No, it was Paris. Like Paris something. Oh, Paris Hilton. Paris, Paris Jean something, isn't it? Was, wasn't it some weird long name? Uh, I think I know who you're talking about. It had about. like an, I feel like it was an o, like O'Neill or something. Maybe I'm thinking something really quick. We only have a minute left. Um, oh, God. Josh Lennon. Yeah, I was not thinking of the same guy. No, I I was a mid 2000s Packer linebacker. Paris Lennon's actually my pick because I think I used Nile Diggs not that long ago. All right, we are under a minute, so no more breaking news, no more talking. We're done. It's over. Training camp's underway. Thank you for tuning in. As always, find us on Facebook at just Google or Facebook Google, if that's a thing, Lockdown Corner. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Corner Lockdown. Thank you for listening. Bucks and Six. We already said that in Episode 9, but just again, Bucks and Six. Rogers is back. And as always, go Pack, go.